You know, the world is on fire. There's a lot going on outside right now. So I think I'm just going to stay locked in this closet. What is up, Mr. Adam? How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. No, thank you very much. Uh, welcome, everybody. My name is Ryan with the ATX Metal Podcast. Today, we have a palate cleanser um, of sorts with Zealand the North, and today we're talking to Adam Dodson. Did I say that right? Yep. Uh, and he plays, he hits the strings, he plays the guitar, and they are a instrumental um is it what's the best classification for you guys? <laughs> Man, everyone says post rock. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly what that means, but neither could um, I. Everyone seems to tell me that's what it is, so that's what we go with instrumental awesome. post rock. Awesome. Well, I can personally vouch for their music because you know, just because this is a metal podcast doesn't mean that we don't have other things that we like to listen to. Um, so getting to hear new, fresh instrumental music uh, come to town is really cool. Like we've had AM Feel Good, uh, Chronologist, we're homies with those guys. So we definitely like to hear, you know, the different variety that the Austin music scene has to offer. So today we're going to talk to Mr. Adam about uh, his COVID lockdown. Uh, most places go around the nation right now are in phase two. I know that we have seen a couple hospitalization spikes in certain states, such as like Florida and I believe Arkansas. But here in Texas, um, as far as I'm up in Leander, it, outside of people wearing masks, you wouldn't know that there was a pandemic going on. Uh, what, what about you, Adam? Where are you at and what, what's happening around your area? Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Um, it is kind of strange the way like, you know, you do see reports all over the news about where we're going with the virus. But when you go out and you're driving around town, you know, you still see people walking and, you know, people sitting on patios at restaurants and coffee shops. And it's kind of a weird, like, has new, like, yeah, it has like this new version of, yeah, you, you're walking around, you're like, uh, well, I just watched the news and there's like hundreds of thousands of people dead and, you guys are over here, you know, jumping around playing volleyball and high fiving and all this other stuff. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound negative. I mean, I do my best to social distance, but there are things that I wish I could do more of, like go to shows. And now that Come and Take It and some of the other venues have opened back up, I actually just spoke with Anthony Stevenson earlier today, and he said they had about four hundred strong at the venue last night for whatever they had. Wow. Yeah. So. I, That's wild. And, and it's crazy because it's just like, what do you do? Uh, especially as like a venue owner and, and the people that work there, like that is their livelihood. So do you, do you take the risk and fingers crossed just because you need to 
make that paycheck or you need to, you know, let out the aggression or just go play some jams and see your friends or do you play it safe and stay home? Like, how were you affected uh, personally, friends, family, the band members um, during like the past, we'll just say the past three months when it was like, you know, first starting really bad and now to where we're at? Oh, man, it's been a it's been a trip for sure. Um, and, you know, the situation changes so rapidly. You know, we definitely just take it day by day. Um, at the beginning of this, so um, we had just started releasing music at the end of February and uh, kind of started like a release cycle where we were dropping music every two weeks. And I've been doing that since. Um, and, you know, right about mid-May around South by, we were just really bummed to start to you know, see everything taking effect with all the cancellations of shows. And um, we had actually organized like a really big day show that was going to happen during South by with a lot of really awesome bands. And yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask, I mean, interrupt, but did you guys have South by plans? Yeah, we did. Um, Yeah. We we were going to play three shows and one of them was a day show that we were putting together in collaboration with the Southwest post rock collective. Okay. And it was, you know, it was really strange because we were all still just learning about how serious the virus was. Right. And uh, it was really hard to to call it quits after working so hard to make that event possible. Yeah, um, it was it was uh, it was a shocker. The last show that I went to, I believe, was March twenty second, somewhere in that time frame. It was a locals mm-hmm. only showcase, which was a banger, and I'm happy that I got to go, like, I was, I was kind of thinking about the other day, maybe a couple weeks ago, I was like, man, the last show I went to was a really good freaking metal local show, it was, it was amazing, and I was kind of like, well, at least I kind of went out on top, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) for sure, for sure, yeah, it's weird thinking about, like, the last show you went to, and how you might have, like, taken it for granted, right, um, it was something we always do as a band when we're about to play a show is act like it's the first and last time someone might see you play. That's a good but, idea. But that just to like really um, get us in the, in the moment, get excited about it and, you know, treat every show with 110% energy. But that's always just been concept, you know, just like an idea. It's never right. been a reality and that's what we're seeing right now. So we just have no idea when we're going to be able to do that again. And being in the middle of like an album release and releasing all this music, we were excited to be able to share these sounds with people in person. Um, but I think there's kind of a silver lining here where people may have needed our music now more than they would have if we were <laughs> in the pre-COVID era. Right, right. There's a lot of people just needing digital content things just maybe sort of take their mind off of the the stress and struggles of day-to-day life i will say that track healing that it it definitely does it for me (laughs) it'll it'll i was actually while i was setting everything up i went to the grocery store today dropped like 350 because i haven't been to the grocery store in forever because my wife goes you know not that um I don't go to the store. It's just, I, you know, between work and podcasting and just general laziness, uh, because she takes care of that. (laughs) Uh, I, you know, I'm cooking a stew and all this other stuff. And I was like, man, I need to kind of get into the mood. I was like, I'm calling Zealand the North today. 
let me just throw up their Spotify on the surround sound and just have nice ambiance while I'm in the kitchen, you know, getting my uh, Emerald Lagasse on. <laughs> Man, I really appreciate hearing that. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, we've we've had these songs and these release dates planned so far in advance. Like, we had no idea. It, I mean, there was no way any of this could have been predicted. And so to especially healing having that song released you know only a couple weeks ago um i think it meant a lot more than we ever intended it definitely carries some weight uh today in in yeah. in, in the current climate um how was how was how's the rest of the oh, for, for everybody listening again uh we're talking to adam with zealand the north who uh can uh, who's who's the other members and and how were if if they were uh, affected by uh, the COVID? So we're a four piece band. Um, I play guitar. Um, the other members are Anthony, Noel, and Mike, and they play guitar, drums, and bass respectively. Um, and we've all been affected in different ways. Um, you know, I'm a graphic designer in town. And a lot of my clients are restaurants and bars, and so Oof. I was I was pretty quick to to see the effects of you know or the consequences of this virus. Um, and Mike and Anthony are both in restaurants too. So oh man, um, so the whole um, three three quarters of the band is is pretty much directly affected economically. Right, we we felt it pretty quickly. I can say I'm a mechanic, and I've actually been back at work full time. I never stopped working, which was interesting because uh, traffic was amazing. So that was a pl- and it's actually cool because I, I I don't God say it's cool. It's not cool. It's interesting. The climate maps that have been pr- uh, shown based off of like last year's climate heat map versus this year's climate heat map in certain areas. Uh, waters are cleaner. Wildlife has been restored in certain areas. It, like all of this cool goodness to the environment because everyone just hit pause for two months. Three, You know what I'm saying? Like it's really. Wow. I, I wouldn't have expected to see the, that kind of result it, so quickly. Yeah, there, wild. yeah, there was um, some of the, I believe I was watching, I don't know, some Facebook ad or something that got sponsored. But then I went down a rabbit hole and found, like, the canals in Italy are super clear. Like, it's it's just, I think it's wild that when humanity stops for a couple months, that that type, that Mother Nature can just flip a switch and kind of start correcting some things. And that. I hadn't heard about that. That's that's a really interesting perspective. I get lost that's sometimes lining. on the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just it, it's just interesting. But at the same time, you know, er, the amount of people that are out that are out of work, the amount of money that got just injected into our economic instability. It's it's wild. So I'm I'm really happy to be able to be doing these, uh, you know, locked in the closet series with with people like you know with with content creators like yourself because I know for me as a consumer, getting new music or new content, depending on what I'm looking for, is kind of a it's definitely a staple in my day to day. So what did what did you guys do 
Uh, I know that you guys got a new album coming out. I believe it comes out June 19th. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. This Friday. And then, what? not and then, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm over here trying to, trying to float this segue and it completely crashed. Uh, <laughs> so what did what did you guys do um as far as it i guess staying relevant during during the lockdown well you know like i said we've been releasing our music in segments um we re- released a single every two weeks um all through march april may um and paired each song with a visualizer that we created. Oh, nice. Based on like a vision that we had for each, each song. Um, oh, so each and, song, the visualizer was, is directly representative of the, like the feeling of the song. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Sort of like the, I was trying to tell the story in a more visual way. Oh, I got you. Kind so yeah, so it's like a, it's a music. Songs did have lyrics, then that's what it would maybe say ah okay okay i like i like that i like that because you could just sit there and watch the visualizer and almost try to make up your own lyrics totally I'd yeah, like... it's it's one of my favorite things about instrumental music is after someone hears a song and they come up to you and tell you about it or like maybe they'll tell you about what it means to them or what they thought about when they were hearing it oh that's pretty neat it it's crazy to see how different people might uh, perceive it, each song and which ones mean more to people. Man, I wonder I if you could, the... I wonder if you could reach out to some fans and be like, Hey, in 60 seconds or less, send us an audio clip of what you were feeling during this song. We want to make like a, that'd be pretty interesting. If you could get like a, <laughs> col- <that> idea. <laughs> like a, like a collaboration of your fans first, t- not first takes, but what they were, experiencing and then you could kind of bounce that to see like what you were thinking comparatively yeah that'd be really interesting to hear tell you what i'll be your guinea pig i'll be your guinea pig (laughs) (laughs) we'll do it for sure (laughs) so you guys were from i I believe i had it pulled up here just a second ago you guys are from el paso is everybody from el paso the other three guys are from el paso i'm from dallas and we met here in Austin. I'm actually the new, so I'm the newest member of the band. I joined about two years ago after they found me on Instagram. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, power of social media. So I've spent, I mean, the last few years, just like I do a lot of looping, just guitar ambient sounds and okay. little six, 60 second clips and put them on Instagram kind of just my way of like remembering my favorite ideas. Just you kind of like diddling and then it just is like a digital memory forever. Pretty much. It's just like my collection of my favorite ideas of things I might finish later. Oh, okay. Cool songs. Um, but they actually found me through my Instagram and, uh, hit me up and we ended up jamming and just really clicked kind of instantly. So we're both, we're all just into, such a very specific kind of music that it, you don't really come across other like-minded musicians as often as say like more uh, popular genres. So it was pretty quick to realize that we should probably 
stick together and, and <laughs> make some music together. It's like, hey, we finally found another one in, in, in all in the sea in the sea of the abyss. Uh, keep it right, right. <laughs> so the the band has evolved a long time. Like I said, they they're all from El Paso and kind of had different iterations of the project. But now that we're all here in Austin together, it's definitely like a, a new the newest and best form of Zealand and North. So was it a collective decision to move to Austin or did everybody already have Austin on the, I'm going to move there one day map? They all kind of moved here, uh, individually. Um, I'd, I'd have to check with them, but I think Noel might've moved here in like 2016. And then maybe Anthony moved a couple years later. I don't remember the exact timeline, but they had, been in and out of bands together for so long okay. that once they all ended up in Austin, it just sort of just like a gravitational pull back together. Nice. Nice. Very nice. I, I definitely, I definitely dig when bands come together from different cities, like chronologists, uh, they're f- from Ber- the Berkeley school of music. Where, where, what city is that? What state is that in? Um, the, I'm blanking, but they all moved here. And it's just over the years that I've been doing this, getting to meet interesting people and talk to folks like yourself and see the melting pot that is the Austin uh, metal music, not metal, but the music community to include yourselves. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really fun band to be a part of because we do all have like different interests and some of the guys actually don't even really listen to post-rock. But <laughs> which is which is cool though, because it kind of you know prevents us from having tunnel vision on this one genre and like the exact expectations that people might set for for you, like what they think you should sound like. And it's cool to just like come from all these different perspectives and mix it together. Yeah, I was combing through your about page on Facebook where it says uh, artists we also like: Circus Survive, Mute Math, Glassjaw radio die like this is is some good stuff and then i was kind of curious what your influences were and down at the bottom there it is so thank you for having a complete about page because it really (laughs) it's really a headache trying to do interviews when you know the band doesn't have that much information as far as who they are where they are so on so forth and like you guys have all of it. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> we try. We but, try. <laughs> but the influences, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with any of these. The sun, the moon, the st- wait. Oh God. The sun, the oh, moon. That, the- that was just that uh, was Anthony feeling artistic. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, who the who the f are all these bands? Like these are some generic ass names, like the sun, the moon, the stars. And as I'm reading it out loud, it's literally the sun the moon, you know, the shit in the sky, New Zealand atlases. <laughs> oh God, that's good. I'm glad I got to experience we, that in real a, time. <laughs> we've put together a Spotify playlist that we update pretty regularly with what we're listening to just to like share our influences and inspirations. Oh, that's cool. So it's a ever evolving playlist. Yeah, exactly. Cause we do all listen to like totally different music. And so we'll, we'll kind of take turns passing it back and forth. It's like, okay, whose turn is it to add some songs to the playlist? Oh, who's that's gonna, pretty rad. Who's going to change it up this week? So it's almost uh, it's almost like, uh, what is Adam vibing to this week? Or right, okay, right. 
And lately I've been listening to a lot of the contortionists and pianos become the teeth. Not and a bad move. Volumes. Oh, and okay. Here we go. So I might creeping into uh, my territory. <laughs> the the Via era specifically. Oh, okay. So way back. So as far as Zealand the North, uh, the new album coming out. Let's talk. Let's let's get let's get to the down and dirty on that bad boy. Yeah. So this album is called Brightness of an Endless Light. Um, it is a collection of ideas and emotions we've just captured over the last couple of years as you know once i joined the band we pretty much hit the ground writing and understanding how to write music together and so this is just the the final end product of all of that time like growing learning and understanding each other has everybody been playing their instruments for like a super long time or is anybody like classically trained or anything interesting like that no one's classically trained uh none of us really read or like academically understand music (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand these things on this paper what is this (laughs) pretty much it's it's a lot of like beatboxing in practice and you know they're just like mouthing out rhythms and stuff oh i do that all the time to chris uh the the other co-hosts, he, he, he's been playing guitar since like 12. He's written his own album. You know, he riffs and helps pre-pro with some of the local bands. And so when I have an idea in my head, I'll go over to his house and be like, Hey man, I have this idea. It kind of goes like, totally. Yeah. It's a lot of like, so we'll go from this part to, to that one part and into that next part. And then we'll go back to that other part. Right. And, and then, somehow we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, and then you're like, throw a little, like, bend on this, like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we wrote everything on this album very collaboratively. There were, there were some parts that, you know, we really, like, let individual members go off on their own and come back with something a little more flushed out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do, we have some long songs. I mean, I and, and, and the reason that I asked if you guys had any... I guess type of formal training is instrumental to me seems like there's this hidden element of nerd because of the 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 way that some of these songs are written and the way that they come across so that that, that was that was just a personal question yeah uh nothing nothing formal uh just a really deep interest in creating dimension and atmosphere to to our music we're really into like guitar pedals and effects and we listen to a lot of electronic and ambient music too and i think draw a lot of inspiration from there just how deep like dimensionally that that type of music can be yeah of course and just trying to bring that into you know like the more traditional band setup nice Nice. Uh, real quick, we don't have to go too too heavy on the nerd session, but uh, w- can you just kind of briefly give like a quick rig rundown what you guys are using? Oh man. Um... Or you can just <laughs> stick with you. Well, let's just focus. Let's just do you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I play a Fender Telecaster into a ton of guitar pedals, a lot of Earthquaker devices, uh, Walrus Audio. Um. 
TC Electronics, New Neighbor, and I run a Quilter Tone Block 202 head into a Marshall 4x12 cabinet. And that's kind of been my setup for a long time now, like a few years. Kind of got all my pedals the way that I like them. And um, I have quite a few loopers in my board, so I do a lot of live looping. When oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, from doing all of my little like Instagram videos where I'm, I'm looping on those, it's just kind of become more comfortable. And I've gotten to a place where I feel okay doing it live and not as worried about messing up or getting <laughs> off time. <laughs> you just look down your pedal board. You're like, oh, crap. Which one was it? Right, right. Well, the pedals definitely end up being an instrument of their own. And that's the way... Anthony and I both think about it. The, we're both the guitarists. Um, we both have pretty extensive gear on the floor in front of us. And so it's a lot of time thinking about what your hands are doing as much as what your feet are doing. You're, you're essentially, you know, not that far off from drumming. Not too far. <laughs> of course, your drummer is going to listen to this and be like, uh, yeah, that's bull. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be a little upset that I said that, but uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of sequences you have to keep in mind with when you want certain effects to happen and engage. And so the way I think of it is almost like when you're skating and you're just trying to land a trick. It's like you might fall 10 times at the 11th time, like you get it right. And then you have a better idea of like how to do it live and in front of people. That's an interesting take. I like, I like that. I like that analogy. It's pretty good. What all, what, where do you guys where do you guys do all of your mixing mastering? Do you guys uh, shop that out? We shop that out. Um, we worked with Philip Odom. He helps us with production, mixing, and tracking. Uh, he's a really awesome producer. He's based out of LA right now, um, and he he drove down with all of his gear in his car to meet with us and and produce us here in Austin. Whoa! Where'd you guys lay it all down? It, lay it all down at. So we worked with Elliot Frazier from Ringo Death Star. He has a, a little studio um, on the north side of Austin and was kind enough to lend us his space to track drums. And then we finished everything else in uh, Anthony and Noel's house. So it was a very, Whoa. very comfortable atmosphere for us to record in. And, you know, it wasn't, it was a little different than, uh, I guess, like other productions you might have where you go into like a formal studio and there's this like amb ambience and almost like pressure as you're in there. I could, but, I, I could see, I could, I could totally understand that. Whereas you go to a studio and you're just like, Oh man, we're in the studio. So you might get some jitters or some something. Whereas if you're in, you know, the house, just chilling with everybody on the couch or in somebody's bedroom, it's more of a laid back relaxed and it might just flow a little easier. Totally. Like we just rearranged the furniture to to set up for everybody to be in there comfortably. And, you know, the dog lays there on the middle of the floor, and it's just a really <laughs> comfortable atmosphere where you're not worried or about like how many takes you have left or right. your time or anything like that. So it was really awesome working with Phil, and he he really you know saw our vision and helped us realize it. Nice. That's all. That's always good when the producer can kind of give you that little oomph. Yeah. So after we we finished uh, the whole mixing phase, we sent it off to master, and we we got uh, Taylor Larson to help us out with that. 
He's a really awesome engineer that's worked with amazing bands. And we, we felt really, really lucky to get to have our music in front of him and get his ears on it. And sort of give it like the final tweak before we shared it with the world. What's it like? Because I'm not, I'm not musically talented. What's it like sending something off where you know that there's going to be some changes and then you get it back and you're just like that, that's what I want. It's crazy. And it's, it's so interesting to see how other people, you know, can like ingest your music uh, because there, there's a lot of stuff in there that you get really attached to and kind of married to a certain sound, but then to have somebody with a, with fresh ears and open mind to come in and say, well, did you think about this? Maybe you should try it this way. It, it's so refreshing and so helpful just to be able to like step out of your own mindset for a minute and just consider other ideas. Well, I do think that letting other people give you advice on some things like I will, I will never, <laughs> if anyone ever takes my advice on music, I've, they might have been drinking or hit their head, but <laughs> I do. I do think that you know if you you do have to stay in that open mindedness uh, mindset to 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 progress and to kind of like maybe pull some things out of a riff that you didn't think you could have, or maybe a fill on the drum, or you know something. Something like that. So I really, yeah, I, yeah, I, it, like, it's good to hear. It's refreshing to hear that that you're open to having that kind of kind of uh, relationship. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes from my position as a graphic designer and working face to face with lots of clients on and helping them realize their visions. It's a lot of me hearing what they want and then me sort of returning with what I think they need. <laughs> you just you you like I could see I could see just some like bad experience like the first thing that popped in my head was like you know you get a client you got the email you sit down you're like hey man I got this idea da, 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 da. you go back and you know whittle up whatever graphic design you got and you're like man they're gonna love this you shoot it over to them they fire it back they're like that is one thousand percent wrong my man try again <laughs> like have you ever had that experience Yeah, it happens. It definitely happens. But the more I work with clients, the more people understand each other and you know just like working with these producers and, and music engineers like you just learn to trust that they have gathered all their experience from the right places and are, have good intentions and a good heart and that alone should should validate verify like well i i can tell you just from my personal experience, uh, uh, and for those listening, Zealand North has not paid me. Uh, I am not a, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a paid actor here. They, uh, but I do really enjoy your music. Again, it's it's, I can, I was listening to it while prepping food for the family today. Um, I've listened to it at work. I've listened to it in the car. I kind of because I really want. I don't want to just listen to one song in one in one position or in one spot I want to experience it live in the car at the house in my earbuds at work you know to because I feel that if I can do all of those with the same song or the same band or the same music then I can really start to get attached to it and get behind it because the one thing that 
I love to do is, you know, when running the podcast uh, in, in, in conjunction with Chris and all the other lovely people that have helped us along the way is I really stand behind the bands that, that we talk to. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing, I'm doing you guys a service or I don't want to do a disservice by just having you guys on and, you know, and, and this goes for anybody. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't just listen to a track and, and do a podcast just because it's like, like I love to do this. And so I love hearing new music. I love experiencing it. And for everybody listening, June 19th, this Friday, it's coming. I'm, I, I got a sneak peek, so I'm really excited. <laughs> we really appreciate you having me on and, uh, everything you do for the local community. Ah, I'm just, just a guy with a microphone <laughs> and an internet connection sometimes. <laughs> so what Sometimes that's all you need uh, that is i mean i mean hell dude i remember first starting out in this podcast in chris's house we were like across from each other on the on the on the couch and he was like so ryan what's coming up in today's news oh like it was so choreographed and robotic and clumsy and flunky and i've just over the years just amassed like you said with your producers you hope that they've you know, got their stuff straight from the, you know, the right spots. And I really, I really have tried to do the best here to support our local scene. And I'm just happy that new music is coming out. Uh, the quarantine sessions were, you know, amazing for, for new music and different music experiences like Code Orange, just crushing it on Twitch. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's so impressive to see, what you can do when you have to do it, not when you want to do it. Right. Like I said, we were, we were super bummed that we couldn't share all these things with people in person or follow through with some of the shows that we had lined up. Right. But you know, we're, we're playing with the cards that have been dealt to us and making the most of it. And we, we cannot wait to, to get back into the, the live show game again, whenever that can happen safely. Well, as we round out the show, what uh, what's your personal favorite song off the upcoming album? I mean, you don't have to have one. That's so hard. To ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think it it would have to be organic structure. Uh, that that's it's one that kind of lands right in the middle of the album. It's one of our longest on the album, but I think it summarizes everything we've been feeling over all of this time really well. Okay. It, it kind of has the most history with me. I was uh, scrolling through my Instagram, you know, listening to my loops, trying to think about what I should work on. And I came across this video I posted in like 2017, where I basically played the beginning of this song, Organic Structure. And it just kind of, you know, kind of blew my mind a little bit about how, how long we've been, working on this stuff and to finally be able to share it with people is, is really cool. Well, I definitely dig it, my man. Uh, where can we give everybody the details on where they can find you guys, uh, upcoming releases, shows, all the socials, the ats, that's that kind of vibe. Yep. We're all over the internets. Um, we are at Zealand the North on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, whatever you, wherever you consume the internet um, we've got a really awesome album premiere happening tomorrow night on where post-rock dwells uh, which is kind of like a post-rock uh, 
social outlet. It's going to happen tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And then this Friday, our album will be released everywhere you stream music. And we are so excited that we're finally here. Everywhere you stream music, you can find Zealand the North, and that is Z-E-A-L-A-N-D, the North. Zealand the North. But my name is Ryan with the ATXMO Podcast. This has been another Locked in the Closet session today, talking with Adam from Zealand the North. And I appreciate you, my, my brother, and I look forward to seeing you guys. I'm going to try to come out on the, uh, I'm a, whenever you guys uh, have a show, so you definitely got to keep me posted, and I'll stay glued to your socials as well. Definitely, man. We'll let you know. Look forward to meeting you in person one of these days. Oh, yeah, that's right. We Yeah, I've totally forgot to tell everybody. We've never met. <laughs> we've, uh, it's just, I mean, besides stalking his Facebook page, I mean, that's pretty much all I know about the guy. <laughs> the, the Internet's a, a crazy thing. Oh, man, you can get tinfoil hats for a dollar, and you can get illegal drugs on the Internet, but also you can get Zealand the North and this podcast. So with that being said, not saying go out and get some drugs so you can get tinfoil hats if you want. But uh, Adam, thank you very much, man. I had a lot of fun. This was this was great. I will do my due diligence and get this thing fired off as soon as I can. Uh, but I do have to go check on this stew that I was making while listening to your tracks. <laughs> Good call. Don't don't forget about that stew. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Ryan. All right, man. Take it easy, brother. <laughs>